This is Indian Noir, India's most critically acclaimed horror and crime storytelling podcast. You can now follow the podcast exclusively on Spotify. His Night Begins, Season 4, Episode 6. With you on board, we will make serious inroads into solving this crisis. Deputy Commissioner SP Vinaya Prasad said, Vinaya and Guruji were sitting across each other on rickety benches in a poorly maintained local park as she laid out the case for the ex-encounter specialist to join her cause. Guruji wore his usual uniform while Vinaya was in plain clothes. They had exchanged awkward greetings before settling down to talk business. Guruji struggled to control his racing heart as he listened to her proposal. Seeing her in flesh after so long was akin to torture. His breathing became shallow as he tried to suppress his soul's painful and shameful secrets. You can do this. For many decades you have been living with this lie. You can certainly survive the next hour. He steeled himself. There were limits to what the police force could achieve in the city through legal means. The deputy commissioner was proposing Guruji's involvement to take out some of the cartel elements to prevent them from gaining a foothold in the city. Nilesh's forces are diminished. The cartel will win. It's only a matter of time. Once the cartel sinks its teeth into the city, we will lose control of the law and order situation, Vinay said. Nilesh was more amenable to helping you maintain the pretense that the city was crime-free. Guruji offered. You could say that, Vinay said. A bird chirped away on a nearby tree. Guruji was thankful for the distraction. He was struggling to maintain eye contact with Vinaya. Looking at her drudged up so many agonizing emotions, so many unbidden memories. Look, it's not like extrajudicial killings haven't been used before. Your encounter squad... Vinay began saying, We had the blessing of the government of the day, and we were legally sanctioned. Guruji snapped. He instantly regretted the tone in his voice. Not all the tactics you employed were by the book, uncle. Isn't that right? Vinay said. Guruji looked down at his shabby shoes and did not respond. She had a point. You were the best. The best of the best. I believe you can do the city some good while you still have strength in your limbs, she said as she got up and walked across to sit next to him. A strange buzz of electricity between them. Guruji felt his skin prickle. He so badly wanted to give her a hug, but he held back. To the right of them, a parent and child approached the play area, which featured rickety equipment. The child tried to climb the ladder and there was an almighty crack that spurred the father on to drag the little one away from the dangerous structure. Vinaya pulled out her mobile phone and played the videos which showed the brutal murders of Nilesh's family members. 
Guruji watched the clips, occasionally wincing at the brutality on screen. It was hard to watch the child and dog being shot in particular. It was sent to us and all the major media outlets a few days ago. This is what the cartel will do to this city if they lay down their roots. IP City will be a battlefield. No one will be safe, Vinaya said. Guruji looked away from the phone. Where is Nilesh now? He asked. Lost track of him. We believe he has gone into hiding. Smart move. However, we still know the location of his lieutenant, Jabhim, she said. Another parent and child approached the play equipment. It's broken, Guruji shouted out to them. The city needs you. I'm coming to you as its representative, requesting your unique expertise in its hour of need. And we are not expecting you to work for free. There is money on offer. I am aware of auntie's health issues and your accommodation situation. You could earn enough to retire to somewhere nice, by the sea. Have a carer 24-7 for auntie. Make her passing easy. Make your life easy, Vinay said. Guruji turned to her and smirked. Is the money being funneled into this the old way? Yes. Proceeds of crime captured from criminals. We reserve a part of that money, as always, Vinay began saying. Through creative accounting, Guruji added. As far as I'm concerned, using the ill-gotten wealth of mobsters to take them down is a righteous deed, Vinay declared. Guruji scoffed and waved his hand dismissively. This seemed to rub Vinaya the wrong way. She sprang to her feet and said, Don't sit there pretending like you are King Harishchandra. My father has told me enough about your arrogance, your corrupt ways that brought down one of the best encounter squads in the city's history, Vinay said. Is that what he told you? Then why don't you put together another bloody encounter squad? Guruji said, Human rights groups. We prefer more undercover methods now. Deniable ops would serve our needs better. We can't have an encounter squad like the one you led, scoring kills and announcing their tallies at press conferences. Like it is some 90s crime movie, Vinay said. I don't know about committing to this, Vinay. Like you said, people like me are dinosaurs. We are not cut for this world anymore. Our ways were primitive, to say the least. Guruji said, shaking his head. You owe me this. You owe it to my father. He could have had a distinguished career in the police force. But thanks to you, he lived with the stain of corruption on his uniform till the day he died in that awful crash along with my mother. Vinay said venomously. Vinay's words stung Guruji, and he looked away to hide the fact that he was teary. Vinay's phone rang. Guruji scanned the blocks of substandard, shabby buildings that flanked the park. These social housing units bred a lot of low-level crime. This was the home to the villains who would craft IP City's future gangs. Vinay finished speaking on the phone and hung up. Well, now we know where Nilesh is. Come, I want you to see this with your own eyes. S.P. Vinaya said to the ex-encounter specialist.
SI Paramveer Singh, who was also in plain clothes, was leaning against the SUV and checking updates from the control room on the encrypted mobile phone app. As soon as he heard Vinay's footsteps approaching, he snapped to attention and saluted. He gave Guruji a look of disdain. After opening the front passenger door for his boss and letting her in, he moved to the rear of the vehicle to play chauffeur to Guruji. He took the opportunity to give the ex-police officer a piece of his mind. She might tolerate you because she needs someone to get their hands dirty for the sake of the innocence in the city. But that doesn't mean I will do you any favors or treat you like you are hot shit. I know the kind of filthy scum you are. You never deserved to wear that uniform, you corrupt bastard. Panamvir muttered. Guruji gave him an amused look and said, Good to see you too. As the vehicle travelled to an unknown location, Guruji reminisced about his time in the encounter squad. The day when he crossed 50 kills. Vinay's father, Prasad Bhushan, a wiry man with chiseled features, was beside Guruji as they raced through the narrow alleyways of Almati Chol with their guns drawn. Their whiskey brown service boots splashed through the puddles of filth and the darkened edges of the low-thatched roofs stained their sleeves as they hunted their quarry amongst clusters of shabby hovels. The residents of this grimy empire hid in their dingy rooms as the policemen tore through the neighborhood like hunting dogs. However, the encounter specialists were at a disadvantage because their prey Men of the Katara Bakshi gang knew the surroundings better than their plain-clothed pursuers. After all, they hailed from this squalid slum and they ran their heroin business from its labyrinthine innards. It is the gang's insistence on selling the drugs to school kids and college goers that drew the wrath of the low-and-order apparatus, which unleashed the encounter squad on them. After eradicating the criminal organization's supply chain, the police commissioner gave Guruji's encounter squad the green light to eliminate Katara and his bodyguards. You are getting slower, my friend, Prasad said as he edged ahead of Guruji. Don't run ahead of me, Prasad. You never know when they might spring an ambush on us. These alleyways are treacherous traps, Guruji said. You might have a few more kills than me, but that doesn't mean I am not capable of a one-man show, Prasad said. Last time I checked, you were at 21 and I was at 43. Those are not few more kills, my friend, Guruji said as he leapt over a rusty upturned bicycle. My wife is impressed with your big numbers too. She asked me yesterday when you are going to visit us again for dinner, Prasad said. What can I say? The ladies like my tall tales, Guruji chuckled. It was true, the stone-cold killer was the poster boy and the face of the Lower Order's propaganda machine. Guruji's press conferences showcasing weapons and drugs collected from dead gangsters were legendary and drew a large primetime audience. He also had legions of female fans who sent them their undergarments, accompanied by lengthy love letters. The man had indulged in the pleasures offered by some of them without the knowledge of his wife. 
the tall tales, and my enormous cock, Guruji added. Prasad joined in on the laughter that followed, even as he accelerated ahead. I'm serious, Prasad. Don't get lost in here, Guruji warned. Prasad was in no mood to heed the senior officer's warning. A few twists and turns and shadowed corners later, Guruji lost sight of Prasad. Damn it, he said. Prasad, where are you? Guruji said into his radio. There was no response. Prasad was kicking himself for being so foolhardy as he stood at the junction of several alleyways surrounded by Katara Bakshi and his men. He had counted eight, including Katara. Katara, a well-muscled bear of a man in his forties, towered over the officer, beaming the satisfied smile of a hunter who had just planted the crosshairs of his weapon on his hapless prey. You are an outsider, stuck in its gossamer trap, an insect struggling in a web as the spider inches towards you. Katara said, mimicking the deliberate and cruel movements of an arachnid with his hefty body. Prasad pointed his weapon at Katara. In response, the goons surrounding him placed the lone officer in the sights of their locally made pistols. The odds were against him. You forget I am a trained sharpshooter. I will drop your ugly boss before you even get a shot out of those crude barrels. And I am not afraid to die, Prasad said. Ah, that's cute. You are ready to sleep in a coffin. But what about your family? Do you want them to join you in Swargaloka? Katara said. Drop the fucking gun, asshole. Do you know how many people threaten our families daily? Prasad said. We have measures in place to protect them. <coughs> One thug standing behind Prasad crunched an iron rod into the back of the officer's head. He grunted in pain and fell to his knees, his gun clattering away. What's the other fellow's name again? The Alpha Wolf of the Wolf Pack. Guruji. Where is he, by the way? Lost in the maze, that is our little empire, I bet, Katara said as he pulled Prasad up to his feet. Prasad rose up unsteadily. Now that we have you, it will be easy to lure in that sister fucker, Katara said. There is no need for that. Loved the analogy of the spiders, by the way. Well, here's my take on that. I'm here to burn down the tree that hosts the puny spiders and their flimsy web, a disembodied voice said, before bullets flew in multiple directions, taking out Katara's men. <coughs> the panicked thugs could not get a fix on the shooter's location. <coughs> the ones that hadn't eaten lead fired their guns, randomly hitting clay pots and rusty metal objects, and putting holes in the thatched hovels around them. <coughs> Carefully placed shots, rang from the network of alleyways that surrounded the ambush location, dropping more goons like flies. Soon, Katara Bakshi stood across from the bloodied but smiling Prasad, all alone. 
the gang leader looked around in terror at the dead bodies of his men, who were the victims of headshots that had burst open their skulls. Do the honors, Prasad. Guruji's voice insisted as he walked towards them, his gun extended towards the criminal. I surrender, Katara said fearfully. The vicious spider is shitting in his pants, Prasad. Guruji mocked the gang leader. <laughs> Looks like it, Prasad said, pulling out a ballpoint pen from his pocket. Grab the pen, gangster, Guruji said. Katara, who was trembling like a leaf, obliged. The pen rattled briefly once it hit the floor. Prasad touched the back of his head and then examined his blood-slick fingers. What a bloody mess, Prasad uttered. Then he knelt down and picked his dusty gun off the floor. Drop the pen, Katara, Guruji said as he halted two meters away from the thug. I, 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 please, I give up. Just arrest me, Katara said, raising both hands. Guruji scanned the dead bodies around them and said, Looks like I've completed a half century. Prasad counted the corpses and said, Hell yes, congrats. What are you going to do to celebrate this grand achievement? Give you number 22, Guruji said to Prasad before commanding Katara to pick up the pen. Do it. Pick it up. Quick! Guruji's vehement instructions startled the gangster, who quickly bent down at his waist. Just as Katara's fingers contacted the object, Prasad pulled the trigger. Guruji was startled out of his reverie and thrust into the present by the incessant honking of horns and hands slapping against the vehicle. A throng of people surrounded them, gawking at something up ahead. They were talking to each other animatedly or capturing photos and videos of the mysterious spectacle on their phone. Guruji studied the landmarks outside the car's windows to zero in on their present location. The presence of the grey brutalist monoliths to the right, occupied by the city's councillors, confirmed his suspicion that they were on the eastern approach to the city's central business district. Paramvir opened his door and stepped out. He shouted at people to get out of his way as he approached Vinaya's side. Let Madam G through. Get out of her way! He shouted at the crowd of excited onlookers as his boss exited the vehicle. Two police constables pushed through the crowd and arrived at Vinaya's side. Vinaya signaled Guruji to exit the vehicle. The veteran stepped out of the passenger side and trailed Vinaya as they navigated the animated crowd before arriving in front of a Gandhi statue ringed by rose bushes. It sat in the center of the large roundabout on Prashasan Avenue. Traffic was flowing through half of the lanes. The other half was a sea of motorists who had disembarked from their vehicles to feast their eyes on the gory figure underneath the statue. Nilesh Chatiar's body was set up in a fetal position. Every inch of his form bristled with knives and machetes of different sizes and shapes. A human porcupine covered in blades. Above the body, wrapped around the Gandhi sculpture, was a cloth banner with a message crafted in black ink. They call these messages narcomantas in Mexico, Parambir said.
Guruji stepped forward and read the message. We are the Mortifagos. We own this city. He studied the savaged form of Nilesh and let out a sigh. He had known both the dead man and his departed father in his former life. I hope this is enough to change your mind, Vinaya said, coming up behind him. Thanks for listening to Indian Noir. Click the follow button on your Spotify app or Spotify desktop software. You can also take a sneak peek at how the show is produced and my life and my interests via my social media channels. I am at Indian Noir on Instagram and Twitter.